Bears blog boys, you know it all, computer analytic geeky nerds. Michael Schneider, Tom Cavanaugh, the Bear blog boys, know it alls. Doing some podcast somewhere. Nobody wants to hear you. Boy, we are the live from my mom's basement this is the bears ball boys podcast i am your host for today snyder still out in san francisco won't be able to join me today so i'm gonna be doing this thing solo recapping the bears versus commanders the bears fall 7 to 12 against uh a pretty putrid performance by the commander's offense it's kind of shocking how the bears still lost that game i I, i'm still trying to process it but Man, where to start? I think the theme of this game was just a snake-bitten performance. I mean, I felt like whenever things went right in one area, something would go wrong in the other area. And so collectively, they just couldn't get much of anything right um, outside of the one big shot to Dante Pettis. I thought Fields played okay, but still kind of up and down. I thought he really came on stronger in the second half and in the first half it wasn't as good um and i thought the play calling was a lot better in the first half when they kind of had an open game script to run more play action um move fields around um i know on the halftime show or that crew that were covering this game like richard sherman ryan fitzpatrick andrew whitworth all those guys they kind of were really critical of getsy's play calling and i really didn't feel that sentiment at all uh, I thought Getsy called a, a relatively one of his better games this entire season, uh, and the offense really just didn't execute. I thought his play calling, yeah, kind of tailed off as the game went on, but I think that was when they had to kind of open it up and do more traditional drop back passing, given that the run game didn't wasn't really working um, throughout the entire game. I know they kind of bit off a couple of runs uh, later on, but it really wasn't as effective. And I think they kind of knew that going into the game because they really wanted to drop back and pass. I mean, that was the game plan. They weren't going to try to run it into the strength of this Washington's defense. Washington has one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So I think they were really trying to, to take advantage of their weaknesses that Washington defense presents. Um, but yeah, it was just they really failed to execute. And I mean, I don't want to go play by play, but... I think on the money plays, so the one where Fields gets the ball intercepted, going trying to go to Cole Komet. If the ball gets to Cole Komet, is it a touchdown? Probably. However, it was man coverage. The play that was called got the exact coverage that it wanted. They were uh, in like a bunch set, so a lot of guys on one side, three guys on one side, um, and they were running a pick play where Equinamius St. Brown comes open in the flat. Fields doesn't go there. He tries to kind of go for the contested um, safety blanket in Cole Komet, which I don't totally blame him. But I think given the design of the play, you kind of want to see the guy who gets schemed open is the guy that Fields targets. But, you know, stuff like that happens. Uh, It was kind of fluky. Again, very snake bitten that a ball gets batted straight up into the air and ends up in a defensive lineman's hands. What are you going to do? Um, the touchdown that he missed on that like trick reverse play, that one was tough. Um, I get you can kind of fault both players, Fields, and I think it was Griffin that missed it. Griffin probably could have ran a little faster and laid out 
more for it. But man, he was wide open. I mean, just 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 loft it. Uh, Fields put a lot on it, uh, given the given how open he was. And yeah, he missed it. Another missed opportunity. I hated the play call uh, on the next play. Just running straight into the teeth of the defense, the strength of the defense. Loaded box. You know how we feel about those loaded box runs. Uh, you have a running quarterback. You can do more creative things. And I guess that's a criticism that that crew was was um, outlining and is valid. I mean, they're, I think in the red zone, they could have gotten way more creative than they were with just, than just like the traditional drop back passing. I mean, outside of that one trick play, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of creativity in, in the red zone. And if you look at teams like the Chiefs, which is probably a bad comparison, but they have plays specifically for the red zone, trick plays, different stuff like that to get guys open or to, to fool the defense. And I really think that's what's important when you don't have much field to work with. You got to make the defense wrong somehow. And having a quarterback that can run, there's so many things you can unlock to make the defense wrong, whether it's an RPO, whether it's a read option. You can do things like that, the red zone. I thought like the traditional play calling in the neutral parts of the field, I didn't think Getsy really, that was much of that was on him. I didn't think he was calling bad plays. In the red zone, though, I do agree you can be more creative to kind of overcome the talent deficiencies that you have because if you on those on money downs, if you really looked, Washington really stayed in one coverage. They were just playing man across the board. And yeah, it's going to be tough when you don't really have a whole lot of go to receivers. Um, Obviously, Mooney, the drop at the end, crucial, (laughs) game changing. but again, it just goes back to like even when things worked, he got open, the play worked, Fields delivered a ball, a catchable ball. Yeah, it was a little late. Snake bitten, man. Just couldn't couldn't manage to 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 come up with it and clearly was a, a very deciding factor in the game. Um Valus Jones, man. Okay, I, I, I wanted to come on here and not sound so doom and gloom, negative Nancy, the sky is falling, but Valus Jones, you are return specialist like that was why you that was one of your biggest selling points you can be an actual difference maker as a returner but I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying he never actually really returned punts in in college and and all these different things and it's like what can you do with a return guy who can't return punts I mean that just kind of sucks the value out of you and Again, there there was a lot of reasons not to draft Bayless Jones that high, and I don't want to go back and harp on because it doesn't matter now. But man, you you look back and there was a lot of talented players on the board at that point, and it's just something that that polls has to learn from. I'm not burying Bayless Jones' career, but it's hard to see that he'll ever live up to the spot that he was drafted. And not, it's not like it was a first round pick, but when you're so desperate for talent, it really hurts when you when you. Uh, can't get contributors with those first three draft picks. And that kind of goes back to the commit argument, which it's a whole can of worms. I don't want to open it. I don't want to go off track here. We'll stay on this game. But man, uh, that, that was also a game changing play. I I doubt he returns punts at all at, at any point this season, because even on the punts that he didn't muff, he just did not look like he knew what he was doing. I mean, there was one that like rolled into the inside the 10 yard line that he clearly could have fielded at like the 15 for a fair catch or if you wanted to return it or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember if he had room to return it, but like, I don't know why he let that thing roll. I, I, I tweeted about it. You could go back and look. I was like, why didn't he feel that? 
And I just don't think he has a, a lot of confidence in his fielding skills right now. Obviously, the muff that quote-unquote lost the game against the Giants, probably still living with him. He probably has some type of form of the yips because that's what it looks like right now. It looks like he's thinking way too hard. And his ball skills were never something to hang your hat on. So it makes sense that that's not the best aspect of his game. But again, that's kind of why you were drafted to be like this return gadget player. In terms of how he was used as a gadget player, I thought I really liked it. I thought he did a lot of good things. I wish they would do more with him in that regard. Um, but again, gadget player, man, they're not, they're not moving the needle, uh, so to speak. He needs to to add more with his speed, and hopefully the Bears can turn to him because, I mean, man, what a rough receiving performance as a whole outside of Dante Pettis. And, yes, Mooney had the drop, but I thought Mooney was pretty good all game. They're getting nothing from these other guys. I mean, uh, a lot of people didn't even want Dante Pettis on the field, but it really – and yeah, he's not a great receiver by any means. I mean, he, he had a drop in this game as well, which was – Poorly thrown ball, but definitely catchable. But Dante Pettis and Mooney are really the only guys that can create their own separation. Uh, there is not a whole lot of faith I have in the other guys. Smith and Marset, I never was a big fan of. Um, I'm kind of questioning why he got an expanded role in this game, given the mistakes he made last one. And I just don't really know what he does well. Um, crucial drop on that fourth down. Who even knows if it would have been a first down? It could have been. Uh, Fields delivered it right on the money, right in his hands, dropped it. Uh, I'm, I will be surprised if he, he sees a lot of snaps moving forward, which was shocking because on that last drive that they had, he played a lot of the snaps. So overall, offense was really disappointing. The offensive line, I mean, I said it before the game, that was going to be the matchup that dictated the game. And, and in a lot of ways it did. I thought Fields overcame some of it. I thought Fields brought some of the, his own pressure onto him. Fields just needs to let some balls rip sometimes. He is not does not trust anticipation, his anticipation. Or that might could be a receiver thing. Uh he doesn't trust his receivers to 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 win in those tight window throws, but he he needs to start because Getting it out, the ball out on time could really do a lot for him in terms of protecting him from hits and not ask so much of him to just run around and try to pick up first downs. I thought uh, that Kurt Herbstreit did a really good job on that. I think it was like the third or fourth play of the game. Mooney was coming open on a dig. Yes, it was a tight window throw, but you got to make those or at least try to. Um, and I think Fields is just worried that it's too close to coverage. He wants to see guys open in the NFL it's just not always going to be as open as you might have had it in college when you had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, um, and Jamison Williams. So I I get why Fields he he does try to stay away from risky throws and I admire that about him. However, there's NFL open versus college open and I think he just needs to contest more tight windows because other than that guy, other than Mooney uh, there was really no one else open on the play. So uh, that play really had no prayer unless Fields threw it out with anticipation while Mooney was making his break because he was open. He, he just needs to make the throw. Um, yeah, so overall, the offense was not good across the board. Uh, the stunts that Washington was throwing at him, which is no surprise. I don't know why they look so surprised. I don't know why they... Didn't really prepare for it, it looked like. Tevin Jenkins and Sam Mustafer and 
Lucas Patrick all were getting fooled on stunts and just getting straight up beat. Lucas Patrick more more or less than the other two. But the stunts, man, were really giving them issues, which I don't know, man. It, you have a you, you prepare for stunts against mostly every team, but especially this one. I don't know why that was giving them so much trouble. I think that's why Tevin Jenkins got benched to start the half because of that drive. He just gave up an easy one, uh, the drive before the half. So an easy pressure. I don't know if it was a sack or not. I just went back and watched the game. So, yeah, that has to get better. That has to clean up. It's one thing if guys beat you because they're better than you, but if it's a scheme thing that you're just not passing off like properly, that's that's bad. That's protection communi- communications. That's a lack of preparation or just not executing, that you shouldn't get beat that way. So I really didn't think Washington did a whole lot creatively on defense to, to give the Bears as much problems as they did. I really thought it was more of the Bears shooting themselves in the foot, which seems to be a common theme of this season. We can transition to the defensive side of the ball. I thought that Carson Wentz was straight up horrible. I mean, he left a lot of throws on the field. That one pass up breakup in the end zone uh, that Jalen Johnson had was a touchdown. I mean, Terry McLaurin had him beat flat out, and it should have been a touchdown if he delivers a more accurate ball. Um, there was a lot of plays like that. I mean, the the ball he threw to Curtis Samuel against that cover two uh, in the middle of the field, that should have been a touchdown that was dropped. The Bears kind of got bailed out, but I think the overlying issue with the Bears defense right now, which is no secret, is this defensive front is bad. It is really, really bad. And no one was expecting it to be good, but man, Robert Quinn, he he just got stonewalled by Charles Leno. And Charles Leno, I think, is a better tackle than a lot of people give him credit for because they want to hate on him given some of his performances with the Bears. However, Robert Quinn, he's like an average to above average level tackle. That's what we kind of expect from Robert Quinn. So Robert Quinn at least needs to win some of those matchups. I mean, they could not get pressure on a quarterback that holds the ball as long as any quarterback outside of fields um, rushing forward. They had to blitz to get pressure, which is a scary thing. And it's not like Washington's offensive line across the board is is great. They were down a couple guys. They were down their starting center. They were down their right tackle. And they still couldn't get pressure rushing forward, which is, is a problem with this defense because this defense doesn't blitz a whole lot. Um, I like that they, they did blitz Wentz. I thought – Eberflus really pulled some stuff out of not Eberflus, Eberflus and this defensive staff, Alan Williams got to give credit to him too, pulled a lot of stuff out um, to kind of play to Wentz's weaknesses, which is holding onto the ball too long. And but if they if they weren't blitzing, they weren't getting any pressure. He had all day to do whatever he wanted to. So yeah, it, that defensive line is a problem. And they in the second half they they allowed so much rushing yards that the edge defenders were getting washed in the run. Whether it was Dominic Robinson, Robert Quinn, uh, I didn't really see them try try the right side, but they were picking on that left side, um, and that is a problem. That is really, really a problem because Robert Quinn has never been a great run defender, but if he's not giving you anything from a pass rushing perspective, man, he's just not really helping you at all. And the performances like these are going to make teams want to trade for him. So at this point it might be like a you got to cut your losses at some point and just start playing the young young guys and bench them if you can trade them trade them now um and he can be like a situational pass rusher for a team that's probably his best course in terms of utilizing him but he's not an every down player right now and you're just kind of taking snaps away from the younger guys 
we're probably going to give you similar production. So I, I hope that there's a, a move made and they start shifting snaps. Muhammad hasn't been great either. I didn't think he was as bad against the run as Quinn was, but he's not giving you anything as a pass rusher either. Neither is the interior guys. Justin Jones kind of is what he is. He's an interior rotational piece. And yeah, this defensive line is bad. It it is really, really bad. It's arguably one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. So I I don't know what changes about that um, unless they really just start to transition to the younger guys and they can give you more. But even them, I mean, I I didn't see how much they played last night. Um, I didn't really keep my eye on them, but it seemed like no one was generating pressure. The secondary, I thought, played really well. This was Kyler Gordon's best game by far. That pass interference call that he had was bullshit. He shit, That was clean coverage. Uh, yeah, he didn't play the ball, but it was a shit ball. Uh, so I didn't I didn't think that was pass interference at all. I thought he had a, his best game from a coverage perspective. And that one play where he baited like three blockers to make a, a shoestring tackle was huge. Um, I thought he really did have a strong performance. Same with Jalen Johnson. I know he got beat a couple by Terry McLaurin. It's Terry McLaurin. It's going to happen. You're going to get beat sometimes. Um, and Kendall Vildor had a pass to fl- break up too. Um, Roquan kind of, I thought he played decent uh, overall again. Obviously, people are just going to point to the play where Carson Wentz got him. And, you know, it is a little hard to swallow. If you want to be the highest paid linebacker in the NFL, you get bodied by Carson Wentz. But it's one play out of a lot. I don't think that's fair to just kind of pigeonhole that performance, given that he got got by Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a big dude. Uh, yeah, he did really get got. I mean, he got laid out. He got put on his ass. But I thought he was really strong in the first half, and it kind of dwindled down in the second half. Again, his defensive line's not doing him much favors. But, man, they, they got to shake something up with this roster because it is bad. It is not good across the board. And – for as much as we want Fields to succeed this year, he's not playing well enough to overcome the, the deficiencies on the roster. Um, and that is a scary thing because do I think Fields is as poorly as he's playing? Absolutely not. But things move fast in the NFL. Like you want to see some type of progression, and that's going to be really hard to see given the lack of talent around him. And if you're not learning anything from this quarterback, if you're still asking that question, me and Snyder talk about it all the time, if you're still asking that question on whether or not it's him or his situation, you are failing as a franchise. If he's going to be a, the piece for you long-term, if you're not doing right, like like giving him the excuse that his situation sucks doesn't do anything. It really doesn't. It doesn't help you at all. Um, I, it might help Fields, obviously, because it might buy him some more time. But it, it doesn't help you as a franchise learn anything from this quarterback. And that's a, a scary place to be. I always bring up the example, what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. They never got him adequate help. And it didn't really matter because Sam Darnold's never been it. Sam Darnold sucks. But they gave him probably two more years than they should have because they never got him the right talent around him. I mean, even the Panthers were willing to give him a shot because they didn't think that the Jets did right by him. And that's kind of the risk that they're running with Fields right now. And for as much as we do think it will get better next year, this roster as a whole needs a ton of work. And I just want to go back to how dysfunctional this whole thing was laid out. Even the ability that Pace had to draft a Justin Fields kind of on the outs um, who needed a good season – 
And now Fields is kind of suffering from the disaster that Pace left behind and uh, a GM that wants to do his things his way now. And I don't fault Ryan Poles, but if they do view Justin Fields as the guy, they are, they're failing him in a lot of ways. They're failing the franchise in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I, for, for some positivity and things that like need to change, uh, red zone play calling and execution definitely needs to get better. This is, they can't just rely on the run game all the time. Like just like straight traditional runs, they can do more creative things for sure to make a defense wrong. Absolutely. But overall, they need to get better in the red zone from a play calling perspective and just like think how they approach it. Um, I thought, I think that Getzy, Getzy is doing better, I think. I think the whole game plan of relying on the pass and not relying on the run as much as they have against this front was was a really great plan. And I thought he had a lot of plays to to really support that. Um, and we're learning about Justin Fields, good or bad, by giving him more opportunities. We're also learning that this situation really, really sucks. So, um, you know, catch 22 there. But I think that they should continue to do this and, and kind of lean on the pass more and just, for better or worse, say, hey, we're going to see what happens. Because that's really where you're getting the most data points and which is kind of the reason behind the season, the most important one. Um you got to learn about what you have in the more important aspect of the game. It's really ugly right now, though. It's hard to watch, um, and that, as a fan, definitely sucks. But this year, again, is an evaluation year. you got to learn. Obviously, losing in the process sucks. I'm not actively asking the Bears to tank or anything, but like losing the way they did was heartbreaking. I mean, I got invested in the game as a fan, and I was really frustrated. I couldn't go to sleep afterwards. My girlfriend wanted to kill me. Uh, because I was just on Twitter trying to like vent out my frustrations. So yeah, as a fan, absolutely, this season has not been the best. I thought even last week's loss felt a lot better than this one because this one was winnable and everyone knew it. They had opportunities. They would have cashed in those opportunities. It would not have been a close game. I thought they were not the better team than Washington. I think they were the better team than Washington and they kind of shot themselves in their in the foot, but Man, it, it those are just heartbreaking because you know you could have won them, and it, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, yeah, so not a whole lot else to talk about. I don't want to keep harping on the negative. I, I hate to be always negative. I want there to be a brighter side, but it doesn't look like it's going to get any brighter because the Bears are going up against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots on primetime next week. They have another primetime game for the whole country to watch against one of the best, if not the best defensive mind ever, who blitzes a ton, which is something that this offense does not do well against. So I don't, again, I don't want to keep being negative, but they really do have their work cut out in front of them next week. They have a long week to, to hopefully come up with a game plan um, that can help Fields and this offense out. And, Luckily for the defense, they're not going to hope or maybe I know Mac Jones has been questionable or whatever, but luckily for the defense, it looks like they'll probably go up against Bailey Zappi. So I don't know. That game has all the makings to be ugly. Hopefully it's better than this one. Um, but yeah, they they have a big game coming up next week. Oh, man. 
I guess I can end it off here. Uh, it's a really short one this week. Again, no Snyder. So I've had to do this thing solo. I hope I didn't just rant the entire time. Uh, this was kind of off the cuff. I w- maybe I'll kind of update this uh, during the weekend or like on Monday. Or maybe when we come back for our preview show, when I can watch the All-22s. I just kind of wanted to get a more raw cut of this uh, because of how close uh, I'm recording this after the game. But man... It, it, it this game it sucked it really sucked I don't know what else I could say it, it was snake bitten from the jump and I hope it improves so until y'all till then y'all keep your heads up hopefully it gets better but keep it real bear down doing some podcast somewhere nobody wants to hear you.